0: Hello and welcome to the Nourish Gut Podcast. This space is for you if you suffer from digestive issues such as IBS, SIBO, or even bowel disease. This is also the place for you if you're thinking about having a baby or if you have young children and would like to learn more about the infant microbiome. I am your host, Carly Raven. I'm a naturopath, clinical nutritionist, gut health expert, and mother. My mission is to resolve complex gut health issues and reduce the prevalence of gut disorders by educating parents just about how vital gut health is in infants. So, if you're ready to get your shit together, please grab a cup of tea, sit back and enjoy and let's improve our guts together. Hello and welcome to another episode on the Nourish Gut podcast. Today we're going to be talking all about food intolerances and this is so common. I would say 99.9% of patients who come to see me have some form of intolerance or reaction to foods when they're coming to see me. And I kind of want to talk about this a little bit more today because it's a concern to me how much we are starting to exclude a lot of these foods from our diet and there's almost an element of fear of food happening and I think we need to be taking a step back and looking at things from a different way and addressing the underlying causes of things to to actually see proper improvement of food intolerances so A food intolerance is really different to a food allergy. So a food allergy is like a true strong response to a food. And generally that happens within 30 minutes to an hour after eating that food or being exposed to the allergen because it's not just food allergies that we can have. There are also other allergens, but that's not going to be covered in depth today. So when we compare an allergy to a food intolerance, the food intolerance can be really, really confusing because sometimes we just don't know what is actually triggering it because it can be such a delayed response. So, our immune system could start giving you symptoms uh, half an hour after eating a particular food, or it could even extend to days, you know, even seven to ten days after having. A food you may get a reaction and it really just depends on the individual what's going on predisposing health factors and things like that as to how severe that reaction might be and they can come on randomly we can all of a sudden develop food intolerances to things so they can kind of come out of nowhere Um, and again this depends on lifestyle changes dietary changes and other factors that can impact our gut health and our immune system so, one of the things that I want to kind of really empower you guys with is some knowledge about you know how food isn't really the enemy here and it it's it's a really challenging arena because I feel like they're like we're all after that really quick response because. A lot of the patients that I'm seeing are in, you know, chronic pain, and their IBS symptoms or digestive symptoms are affecting their quality of life. You know, for somebody who has chronic diarrhea, they're planning their outings around where the closest toilet might be. They're Anxious to leave the house because they're so scared that they might have an accident. So, this stuff is really, really affecting you guys, and I can understand that. And if you feel that that's linked to food, I can understand why we may resort to, well, let's eliminate the food. It's a really quick thing that we can start to do. But what I'm seeing is this really big pattern of, all right, well, I'm going to go out and I'm going to exclude gluten or dairy or onion or garlic from the diet and so that happens and then symptoms improve a little bit but they're like oh then all of a sudden you'll just get another flare up and you're like well I'm not eating gluten I'm not eating dairy and it just becomes really confusing and overwhelming and sometimes what happens is people just keep excluding foods right and I think that this is not quite healthy. And when we gain a deeper understanding about food intolerances and gut health, we can actually start to understand the things that we can do. And if we treat that true underlying cause, I believe you can eat so many more foods and not get these digestive symptoms. So I want to dive a little bit deeper into this today for you and talk about the underlying cause just a little bit more so when we have an imbalance of the bacteria in our digestive system typically in the small bowel or the large bowel we then get increased inflammation caused by this bacteria and heightened immune reactivity we have an upregulation regulation of all of the all of the um, inflammatory cytokines And it's this cascade that kicks in that then communicates to the body to kind of react to different foods. And I want to talk about a couple of key bacteria today because they are commonly what I see is coming up in stool testing that really start to paint a little bit of a picture for what might be going on for the individual clients that I'm working with. So, for example, there are histamine-producing bacteria that we can identify via a stool test, and this would cause elevated histamine in the gut. And Now, this is different to elevated histamine in the body circulating around that you might be thinking of that could cause you hay fever or allergies because this is a, an immune reaction that involves more of the mast cells. What I'm talking about today is bacteria, producing histamine directly in your bowel and eliciting an immune response and creating inflammation and this is what has been correlated with food intolerances so if you were to have an imbalance in your bacteria and it's not just histamine producing bacteria that i'm talking about i believe that if there is a dysbiosis in you know a majority of the bacteria or an imbalance in Um, you know, different compositions. Like if you don't have a balanced microbiome in your gut, you're going to be more likely to producing more inflammation, that immune system switching on, and more likely to react to these foods. It's not the food's fault. We need to dig deeper. So then when we start to improve the microbiome and rebalance out the species, we naturally start to see a reduction of the food intolerance symptoms. And this doesn't mean that I don't do elimination diets. I definitely do, but I use them as dietary therapies. And so for a short period of time, we may reduce the load. So for example, the best way for me to explain this is adding fuel to the fire. So if we know that these different bacteria consume a lot of these different foods and fibers, and use them as fuel to continue to thrive in our microbiome it makes sense to remove them for a period of time there are some theories out there as well that if we have them in there it stimulates the bugs and it makes them more effective to clear them out as well so you know there are quite a few different theories and it really depends on you know what you read and understand and interpret as to maybe how you would practice as a naturopath as well for all of my pracky listeners out there Um, but I really think that sometimes that short removal can be really great at getting that inflammation to, to get lower and switching off that immune system a little bit, that reactivity that's happening so that we can start to really do some wonderful work with that microbiome. And at the end of the day, getting you guys feeling better, like it will drop your symptoms really rapidly within the first month to six, uh, yeah four to six weeks um, when I'm working with patients, sometimes we can start to see some really dramatic results and we don't even have their their, um, test results back. So I think it's a really important space to have this conversation about. Um, I didn't touch on actually when we're talking about the bacteria, another really great thing uh, that I wanted to explain to you guys is uh, we get hydrogen sulfide producing um, uh, bacteria That produce the gas and this may mean that you react to things like garlic or broccoli or meat and maybe not react but your bloating or your gas or your diarrhea or constipation you may notice is significantly worse when you're eating those foods so then you associate that then you remove them but they're healthy foods right like a lot of people that come to me even say oh I can't even eat a salad or sometimes they eat salads and healthy food. And it, they're the foods that actually make them feel the worst out of everything. And then they can go out and have a pizza or they can have, you know, a beer or, you know, think about the unhealthy foods, um, our sometimes foods. Um, but they feel like they should eat them more often because they actually um cause them less symptoms and sometimes this is because of the fiber content and the carbohydrate load in these things and they're so much like salads and veggies are higher in fiber and this is the same uh sorry this is their favorite fuel source so they're going to thrive on this type of food so i think if there's one thing that you can take away from today's episode is that i would love you to make that connection that maybe doing food elimination diets without healing your gut and the underlying problem as well may not be the complete resolution to your gut health issues and i really think it's important that even you know if you are a practitioner listening that we are advocating for a diet of inclusion rather than exclusion because i am seeing it over and over again where Patients have excluded so many foods. Like, think about it. Like, I've got a patient working with me at the moment who has been following the FODMAP diet for 20 years. And for anybody who doesn't know what the FODMAP diet is, that is basically uh, sugars in our food um, that directly feed. Um, the microbiome. So there are food, there's five different categories of FODMAPs and commonly IBS patients and SIBO patients are told to avoid high FODMAP foods. They go on the low FODMAP diet and it's full of veggies and fruits and some of the most amazing microbiome promoting foods that you could eat, which we want to be eating, right? And when we don't Consume them, what we can start to see is a really, it really starts to affect our microbiome, the diversity of our microbiome. Butyrate levels can go through the floor. That's going to then contribute to even more inflammation because we're not getting enough short chain fatty acids, which becomes anti inflammatory. So we need to make sure that we are working with clients and finding a solution that's addressing the underlying cause. Otherwise, you're just going to keep going around and around and around um, and doing these things and eliminating diets and just becoming more and more confused. So if you're listening today, and this is something that is something that you're struggling with, maybe you've worked with people in the past and you've done elimination diets and it worked for a period of time, but then six to eight, a couple of months, maybe a year later, all of your symptoms have come back. I think that you should seek out uh, an underlying cause approach and work with someone who would do some testing and work on the microbiome and all of the different stages of digestion rather than just focusing on diet. Because what I see in clinical practice is when we do this, we get improvements. So I have an application process um, where if you have IBS or chronic gut health issues, you can apply to work with me now. I run a six month nourish gut program where I help patients resolve these complex gut health issues. And as part of the program, we dive deep into diet and you know, look at all of the different things that you know and teach you about what is good for your diet, what you should be including. And I individualize that. So, my program isn't just a cookie cutter, one size fits all. And anybody that's currently in my program can, you know, attest for this because, you know, every we get on our group calls and everyone's doing different things. And I'm like, oh, hang on, I just need to check your script because and your prescription because I cannot remember what you're taking because I give something different to every single patient. So while I run a program, it still has. One on one appointments, it is still customized to be what you need. Um, there's like 25 people on the program at the moment, and they are all doing elements of something different. And you know, they're not all just following the same diet because we're not all the same. So, if you feel like you would like to take a really big step in addressing the underlying cause of your gut health issues and working with someone for six months where i can help you and truly um, uncover the steps that you need to take and you know kind of hold your hand a little bit and give you the accountability that you need i would absolutely love to support you you just have to go to my website and apply it's just a really quick form that you need to fill out just so that i can make sure that you're the right person for the program as well and then i'll be in contact with you um, to let you know whether your application has been approved or not but Bloating, constipation, diarrhea, like it could be something unrelated to that. You may have had chronic infections and, you know, maybe have bowel disease or maybe you've already tested positive to SIBO and been unsuccessful in the treatment. Just reach out to me. Let me know what's going on with your health at the moment and in particular your digestive health. And I will let you know as to whether I think that we're the best fit. And if we're not, I will help you find somebody who I do think is the right fit. So head on over to the website, carlieraven.com and hit apply um, if this feels like something that you need. It's time to say goodbye to uh, restrictive diets and eating everything that you want without getting sick. How good does that sound? Imagine it. like Imagine being able to eat whatever food it is you're not at the moment because you think it's making sick. Like... Ooh, makes me excited. I'm going to leave it there. And I hope that that's been really informative and inspired you to, you know, think about things in a different way. Um, and to not feel as fearful of food. I really would love you guys to feel like it's not the food that's the problem. Um, and I really, really, really think we need to be taking steps away from that approach. Thank you so much for listening. I will speak to you soon. Did you like what you heard? Leave us a review. If you'd like to learn more about my Nourish Gut program or the Nourish Gut Kids membership, head over to my website. Would you like to be a part of a community that gets it? Join our Facebook group, Nourish Gut Community, or come and follow me over on Instagram. All of these links can be found in the show notes. Thank you for listening and I will see you next time on the Nourish Gut Podcast.